Today on Solving for Multifamily, we're sitting down with Paul Marks, the host of Multifamily Matters, a weekly hour-long radio show that tackles the issues and topics that are most important to multifamily owners. On today's show, we'll talk a little bit about how he started his show, the impact that his show had in sharing knowledge and information, especially during the pandemic. And then we get to turn the tide and ask Paul what he thinks are some of the biggest challenges that we'll see in the industry moving forward. So we hope you enjoy the show. Hit the like button, share with your friends. Hey, Paul. Good to, good to spend some time with you today. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Robert. I'd love to talk a little bit more about your show, Multifamily Matters. I've been a guest on it a couple of times, but you know, one of the things that I'm a little bit curious on is, is what was the genesis of the show and how did you get started? It was an interesting journey. Uh, I, I have to say it started when I was a child because my father was in the advertising business. And as a child, I had the opportunity to accompany him to radio stations and television stations uh, when he would make commercials and, and, and work on different projects. And uh, because of that, I believe, I never really found it intimidating to be in that type of environment. Probably about 12 years ago in my real life work, I uh, was working not only in the multifamily industry, but as a supplier partner to another industry that had a, an organization similar to the National Apartment Association, and their local chapter in Houston, Texas, had a radio show that the chapter sponsored. And I served on that committee, became chairman of that committee, and for four years I hosted and produced that radio show. When I began to concentrate solely on multifamily, I realized that there was nothing in multifamily that uh, was similar. No, no, no radio show to provide educational and, and, and information that the multifamily people who worked in the multifamily industry uh, could take advantage of, of, of getting that information. So just on my own, I, I, I started the show. But I didn't have any organization backing me up. It was simply a, an idea that I had that I just put into action and you know, thanks to the sponsors that I have, such as Allegiant, um, we've been able, we're in our fifth year now. Uh, it's a weekly, it's actually the only weekly one hour radio, one hour broadcast radio show in the country that's solely dedicated to multifamily industry operations. And uh, because of that, we stay away from topics that there are other podcasts and, and, and different uh, platforms that discuss investing in multifamily or you know or raising funds to invest in multifamily we 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 stay away from that we capture the audience of the people who work in the industry who really want to learn about how to better operate properties and by the way we do that is by inviting different people from the industry whether they're on the professional side or they're on the supplier partner side to be guests on the show and provide their experience and expertise. And we interview them for an hour and have the opportunity to let everybody learn. And over the years, it's interesting, we're broadcast locally in Houston, Texas. But the show is, you can listen to it from anywhere in the world. And I remember when you and I ran into each other at a conference last year, you told me that you had somebody contact you after one of your uh, appearances on the show from Australia. To ask you to, uh, I guess, to, to discuss something we, we were talking about on the show. 
you know, now when I go to conferences, I'm regularly stopped. I, I'm, I don't mean I'm a celebrity by any means, but people are, are, are saying, hey, I listened to the show or here's an idea for a show. And, and to me, that, that kind of traction is something that I never expected. And, and I'm happy to see because I know we're getting the interest from the industry. Today, we've got over 40,000 subscribers to our weekly email. I anticipate that's going to be up in the uh, 50 to 60,000 subscriber range sometime shortly. And um, it, it's, it's, it's just kind of grown. And, and doing it now for almost five years has, has been really a blessing. Well, I love I love the uh, the kind of bringing in your past history and the success that you've had. Um, I'll I'll give you some compliments right now. You make it so easy to be on the show. So kudos to you on that as well. You're you're right. There is no shortage of investment podcasts for right. multifamily, but you do see a wide spectrum of guests. I've listened to multiple episodes of, of yours in the in the past. I guess over the five-year timeline, any anything really kind of stand out as really interesting or, or different, you know, that's been on your show before? The last two years, the dominant conversation has been the pandemic and how that affects operations. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 by the way, there there were a lot of great ideas that were discussed from our guests on how they were handling it. And I believe it 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 helped to inform others in the industry on things they could do. You know, being in that unusual situation. And, and it also led to discussions about technology because of the need to uh, change the way multifamily properties were being operated because of the pandemic. And we had some discussions on the show about that prior to the pandemic. But I really think that brought it up to the top of mind awareness at that point. And people were really putting those things in place. I got to say that other things away from uh, the topics of technology and general operation, things that, that really kind of got my attention. I remember we did a show. It was, it was a show about domestic violence and how multifamily properties need to have an awareness and train their on-site teams to be able to recognize potential situations because a lot of domestic violence occurs in multifamily properties. And then what to do, you know, how to respond, not to the person, but to the authorities, to different shelters, places like that, to help a person who, who could be a victim of, of domestic violence. It was something that, you know, and I never even gave a lot of thought to, but it is an issue, and and um, and it was a situation where the um, the the person who was on the show put a challenge out there to other multifamily companies to try and 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 uh, get involved in, in that effort. We've also done a show on diversity and inclusion, actually a couple of shows on diversity and inclusion, shows on mental health, specifically um, a lot of the pressure from the pandemic. Uh, that, that was put onto on-site teams. Those types of topics, I think, everybody is something that's a common thread on every multifamily pr property or potentially a common thread. And it's not a day-to-day -day operations issue, but there are things that people need to be cognizant and aware of. And and I think it I think it, they were very impactful 
uh, episodes for us. So those are the things that kind of stick out in my mind. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think, you know, obviously coming from my role, I come from a very technology based perspective. Um, but I think it it is interesting to look at the, the nuances of what makes this industry so unique. And it is both a, you know, it's a, it's a commercial workplace, but it's someone's home as well. And I think it was uh, in, in, in my experience, I was actually with a client and they were talking about the security aspects relative to uh, a domestic dispute in, in domestic violence. And it was kind of a wake up moment to, hey, this is someone's home just as much as, you know, these these owners and operators are involved to an extent in, in these people's lives as well. And so you have to find that balance. And I can imagine it could be um, it could be quite challenging to navigate that. So having a forum to, to hear about it or share that information. The same thing could be said around the pandemic. I, I listened to all of the industry's efforts to move forward and say collectively, how do we tackle this? Um, and again, I think one of the kind of sobering moments uh, was I was listening in and now I can't remember the, the source, but they basically said, listen, we don't get a chance to pause. There's no work from home. Our operators need to go to work to keep that building running so someone can stay home. Right. And, and it's when you think about that unique aspect that um, I think platforms that allow people to share that information, the ability to get that out, it, it really makes this very unique, at least from my perspective. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's very important. And, and, you know, there's no question that the, that the multifamily onsite teams were considered essential workers throughout the pandemic. And uh, a lot of them, you know, kind of, you know, put their, not to be over dramatic, put their lives on the line to try and make sure that uh, that that the residents uh, were taken care of and had had what they need to be able to 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 live in an apartment complex on a on a day to day basis. And um, I know there was one uh, one of our guests on the show who had a company um, that managed I don't know a, a ten thousand or less unit uh, portfolio. And they ended up giving, uh, setting aside a million dollars for bonuses that they ended up distributing towards the end of, you know, the, the, the worst of the pandemic to their frontline workers to recognize them and reward them for all the hard work they put in. It kept the doors open and that's what they needed to do. So, yes, um, it, it, they were essential workers. They are essential workers. And it's definitely something that the pandemic kind of challenged everyone in the industry. Yeah, most certainly. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting to, to hear, you know, as the stories are now starting to unfold a little bit, um, maybe to flip the tables on you, you, you get to hear a, a bunch of great insights and, and you ask all the pointed questions. You know, when we think about the, when we think about the industry from the chair you're sitting in with the diversity that you get to, you know, diverse, number of guests that you get to talk to, what are some words of wisdom or where do you see the industry going next, Paul? You know, I, I feel like over the last four plus years, spending an hour a week with industry leaders, whether they're on the professional side or on the supplier partner side, and listening to things that they believe are important to the industry and important to them. I feel like I've been able to achieve the equivalent of a PhD and multifamily. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of my guests calls calls me doctor because of that. But um, the things that are really important 
uh, right now, the issues, the, the, the biggest issue, I believe, is, is people. Um, and that is going to be, I think, the challenge. I think prior to the pandemic, the turnover rate in multifamily was a little over 30%. And after the pandemic, it's between 40 and 50% or as a result of the pandemic. The interesting thing is, I don't know when, when this podcast is going to be uh, broadcast, but Apartmentalize is coming up third week in June um, in San Diego. And I'm very proud to be moderating a session there uh, called Reprioritizing People Rebounding from the Great Resignation. And there are three great panelists other, you know, that, that I'm moderating on this session. Uh, one of them um, is, is with a company called TMG, and they are going and doing things uh, to, to keep employees that they have that I've never heard of anybody doing before. And then there's another one who's on the panel, Jessica um, Eberbach, and, uh, and the other one is James uh, Hart, Jamin Harkness. And, and uh, Jessica's company has gone two years ago during the, when the pandemic started, has gone totally remote. So they don't even have people that are posted on site. Um, and they have like a property manager or a regional manager is in, in one state managing these properties in another state remotely. And both of those companies have sub 10% turnover rates now, while the industry is experiencing between 40 to 50%. So that's going to be the big challenge in my mind for multifamily coming in the future is because people aren't just leaving the industry or leaving, leaving their jobs and going to other jobs in the industry. A lot of people are going to other industries because of the fact that, for instance, maintenance technicians, they have, they're on call. Maybe they want to go work in the construction field where they work five, five days a week, regular hours. I, I think we're going to see that's going to be the big challenge that, that people are going to come up with. And maybe a solution is a lot of properties are going to be going more remote and, and having fewer people on site. Uh, I know, I remember at Apartmentalize, they were talking about Avalon Bay is one company that had kind of piloted that on a, on a couple of properties. But it's, it's something that could catch on, especially if they can get, you know, sub 10% turnover rates, which is unheard of. Yeah, I think the labor challenge um, is one that, you know, from a manufacturing technology side, we want to raise our hand and say, hey, we can help solve that. Right. And we see each one of us do see opportunities out there purely from the access control side. Prior to the pandemic, most certainly heard, yeah, I can manage two or three databases relative to access control. Now, I'm not really interested in in managing two or three. We had one person I interviewed was managing up to seven databases, all related to access control, highly inefficient. And, and so I think there are abilities to go out there and improve on that and, and generate some real savings and some real value back to the daily tasks and the operations of the business. But it also will take time for technology to be implemented, trusted, and and catch up. So I think that gap between where we are today and when technology can most certainly assist or help you redeploy or focus your your labor is is going to be that challenge. But I do think in the meantime, what's really interesting is is what you just said, which is, hey, if there's an ability to leverage 
new ideas, new concepts, new technologies. Most certainly also feels like coming out of the pandemic, the industry is willing to try. And there seems to be you know, an acceleration towards, all right, tell me, tell me how this is going to benefit me. And, and I'm now more interested in, in looking at what that's going to cost me in the short term so I can get to my longer term goals. Yeah. And, and I, think I think that's exactly right. And by the way, uh, Jessica uh, Everbach's company is TriCap Residential. Mm-hmm. And, and um, they admittedly, um, you know, they are a technology based company. I mean, you have to be to be remote. So they have all kinds of different technologies, including, I'm sure, the kind of technology that, that Allegiant uses and, and, and uh, as far as being able to have access control into units as well as virtual touring softwares and different things like that. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where we are in a couple of years when the pandemic is not hopefully, you know, on a top of mind where we're just operating in a normal situation, but see how people have kind of moved and switched to other ways of doing business than the same old way we did it prior to the pandemic. Yeah, I'd say we live in a very interesting time for this industry where the technology is all just coming together. I think the mobile phone has a lot to do with that because it enables you to extend that technology to your prospective renter or to your current resident, to your staff from both a maintenance or a service perspective. And and it gives you that. I think the next piece could be as this technology gets deployed, then can you deploy it within your portfolio, whether that's a building, a set of buildings, a regional footprint, a national footprint. So I do think there's going to be more centralization of portfolios as, as we move forward, at least from a technology perspective, to say, hey, we want to be able to implement this across our portfolio. As those things come together, I do believe then you can leverage that technology more uniformly to be, hey, we're maybe not 100% remote, but we are managing multiple buildings now today versus, you know, it was a one-to-one in the past. You know, Robert, I can't, I can't help, but I'm helping. I'm going to have to ask you a question. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to have to give you an interview question. On that basis of what we've been discussing, but my gut feeling has always been that prior to the pandemic, the multifamily industry has always been slow to adopt new technologies and new ideas, and they wait to take cues from hospitality or travel or whatever it might be. So my question to you is, do you believe that adoption is now going to occur on a more rapid scale as we have gotten out of the pandemic because people were forced to try things that they weren't going to try, but they were forced to because they had to to keep their properties open? Absolutely. Uh, there was a, I don't remember if it was, maybe it was Optech last year, might have been Bell, but they basically said the best quote was multifamily went through a 10, 10 year acceleration of technology adoption. And, and like you pointed out, I think the genesis of that was you had to adopt technology just to keep your operations moving forward in some circumstances. So all of the diligence and things that might have slowed a decision down kind of went out the window and, and people were willing to try things. I think the industry has an opportunity to lead, right? So like you said, maybe it was taking cues from hospitality. Maybe it was leveraging technology that was in the commercial office space or, or commercially available. Um, but I think we're now in a spot where this technology, what's being built for multifamily specifically to solve the problems is really has a chance to showcase what can be done. The industry is moving very, very quickly from the partnerships that I see on our side to uh, even our competitive uh, 
you know, solutions out there, the ecosystems that are being built, and then just the fact that you have an overwhelming majority of potential customers, your residents that are millennial or younger, they've grown up with technology. They're not afraid of it. We're even seeing the baby boomer side step into this as well. So I think the industry absolutely is accelerating its curve and can take a leadership position to show other industries that may be mired with you know, legacy infrastructure or a lot of other items that don't allow them to adopt as quickly because the forklift of technology that was previous gen is just too tough. Um, I think this industry most certainly has the ability to, to leverage that. And it feels like, at least to me, the ecosystems that are being built that allow certain companies to focus on you know, their areas of, of expertise, but bring that all together behind common property management system, all those connectors in the back end seem to be bridging together. And that's what really makes this exciting. So I do think the industry will go through quite a technological change over the next 24 to 16 months for sure. That's great. I, I happen to agree. I think I think that's what we're going to see. And I believe as it is, I mean, I, I remember we did an episode where we were talking about how to deal with uh, Gen, was it Gen Xers now or Gen Z, whatever it was, but the, but they're now 24 years old. They're, that group is now, Gen Generation is now starting to rent apartments and they have a completely different outlook on how to how they want to be dealt with and how they want to be contacted than someone from my generation, a baby boomer, uh, would, would, would generally prefer. So um, it, the industry is going to have to change uh, but because that's that's going to be their client base. You know, it's interesting. All I heard about originally when we started talking about technology is help me solve the package delivery issues. It's still a hot topic, still something that I hear about. But the number one thing I get asked about today is how do we enable self-guided tours? And if you can enable self-guided tours, um, just like what I said in the past, if you can enable package delivery to the unit, then you can enable a whole world of different additional experiences, whether you're talking about new revenue streams, whether you're talking about operational efficiency, or whether you're talking about great resident experience. The fundamental pieces are all there. But what was interesting is the pandemic forced the hand of self-guided tours, right? Package deliveries were always a problem. More packages were delivered during the pandemic. But suddenly this interest in self-guided tour kind of highlighted that major opportunity to say, if we can get someone in the building, then maybe if we can get someone into the unit, it's going to be, it's a different way to, to highlight maybe you know, our leasing manager is no longer waiting around for someone to show up, right? They can focus on other tasks and then you get that labor efficiency. I do believe it's meeting your client where, where they're at. So meeting the prospective resident where they're at. There will be those that will still want a traditional tour. But now that the technology for self-guided tour has been pushed into the spotlight, and people are trying it and adopting towards it. It's not one that goes backwards. And I think it just unlocks everything moving forward. Sorry, no pun intended. <laughs> You couple that with package delivery solutions, suddenly you've got all the right ingredients to say, we can scale up our technology as far as we want. We can go at a different pace or we can go at, you know, a one step at a time. But the fundamental building blocks are all the same. Yeah. And, and, you know, interestingly enough, I remember when the package delivery issue really became, came to the forefront was in 2014 around the holiday season when Camden Property Trust made national news 
by saying they were no longer going to accept packages in the office. And that forced all these companies to start up and, and say, we're going to, we, we've got a solution for people now. And it's still, it's still a major oh. concern and issue because the package packages have become even more prevalent, as you said, through the pandemic, but that's just the way people are doing business these days. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the world was changing. Obviously, the pandemic forced everyone to change in a very sudden direction. But I think the industry is is catching up to that change and getting ahead of it. I think uh, I think the opportunities in front of this industry to showcase what it can do, both from not only a technology perspective, just, but also from the human aspect. I, I think the industry's got great days in front of it. So I'm really excited to be in it. If you would have told me five years ago, as I was stepping into assisting our company on its journey down the multifamily path, that not only would I still be involved in it, but I'd really be enjoying it and <laughs> and, and trying to track to it. And I, I probably would have called you crazy, but I think it's a fascinating industry with a tremendous potential, especially from the technology side. It really is. And, and I'm excited to say, um, and, and I know you being on the supplier partner side, these trade shows, the national conference are always a big part of how you guys get the word out about what you're doing. Um, I know two years ago it was virtual, which was very difficult for, for people to deal with. Last year was the first in-person show. I, I just was talking to someone yesterday was telling me that this year apartmentalize is already uh, very very close to reaching their goal of what they wanted to have as far as attendance which uh, was quite a bit more than last year but i don't think quite as high as the attendance was prior pandemic but the industry's coming back from in those ways and that's a that's a great to me that's a great sign yeah i think so i think uh I attended a major security conference for for the general security industry, the IC West show, and I was pleasantly surprised at the attendance and the energy. There's no substitute for the human interactions and, and how trade shows uh, may be configured and how we interact with each other may change a little bit over time. Um, you know, more meeting spaces for personal conversations, things along those lines versus just general booth conversations, but I do think there's no substitute for that networking and, and that ability really to go beyond the networking, you know, to, to solidify friendships, uh, both business friendships and personal friendships over time. I think that's what makes an industry compelling. Uh, so I'm looking forward to apartmentalize, hopefully having a, a banner breakout. We're all down to San Diego and then going, you know, not looking back. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, I, I want to see you there. I hope to see you there. I most certainly will be there. So maybe on that note, uh, thanks for spending a little bit of time. Paul, if people wanted to listen to the show and tune in if they haven't had a chance in the past, what's the best way to find you? Well, we are actually on all the big, bigger podcast platforms, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, I guess is what it's called. Tune in. Uh, but you can go to our website, or if you wanted to get in touch with me, you're, you're welcome to reach me through our website, which is multifamilyradio.com. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Um, hopefully we we get someone from, uh, you know, Sydney to, to contact you and say, hey, I heard you on Robert's podcast, but, you know, I think I've got a lot of making up ground to get there. So appreciate your time. Looking forward to spending some more time with you and seeing you in San Diego. Fantastic. Thank you, Robert. 
So thanks for joining today's episode of Solving for Multifamily. If you like the episode, hit the like button, share with your friends. We'll see you next time.